0: Happy Founders Day to the finer women of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated from HBCU Pulse
1: Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse, here in HBCU Pulse Podcast Studios for a special episode of the Randall Barnes Experience Podcast where we celebrate the finer women of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. Clap it up for the Zetas. The Zetas have had an interesting year. 101 years, but because of COVID, their centennial was ruined. And it just, that didn't sit right with me. I have a lot of my friends that are Zeta women. So I wanted to do something special for, you know, the lovely women of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. So I reached out to Selena Johnson. Selena Johnson is known as one of the hosts on Sister Circle. She has a show on Fox Soul, as well as she sang the hook on one of Kanye's best songs and one of the best hip hop songs ever, all Falls Down So I had the opportunity to speak with her About what Zeta means to her What this 101st Founders Day means to her And also a little bit of a background To her music career And what I really want to know The story behind the legendary song All Falls Down So this is my interview With Miss Selena Johnson Check it out
0: You're listening to the Randall Barnes Experience, Experience. Experience. Yeah. On HBCU Pulse Radio
1: What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse here in HBCU Pulse Studios. We have a special guest, oh my gosh. Like, the the kid in me is is like, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. But I I am on the phone with Selena Johnson, who, she sang the hook on All Falls Down. Ms. Johnson, how are you doing today? I'm great, how are you? I'm I'm baffled right now. I can't believe I'm on the phone with you. It's crazy.
0: Well, it's great. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I used to listen to All Falls Down all the time, and it's Founder's Day. And first, how are you feeling? It's Founder's Day, 101 years of Zeta Phi Better Sorority Incorporated. How are you feeling?
0: Well, you know, it's bittersweet. Um, last year, I was so, I mean, we were so lit. We were so excited for our 100. Anybody knows me knows, you know, Zeta, I bleed blue. And so, be blue and white, rather, rather. But um, I kicked off the centennial celebration in D.C. at Howard University. It was hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of Zaydens there, um, and it was just phenomenal. You know, it was we had a, a huge, um, you know, a huge convention. We had fashion shows. We had um, we had Vivica Fox, who is now our soror. Um, Lamont Rucker were there. You know, we had cele- We it was just outrageous. Shaka Khan was there, who was also now our soror. Um, and it was just amazing and we were ready. I was booked for, uh, to perform at our, at our boule, which was going to be our big centennial celebration. Um, we had a weight loss challenge going. We were going to give prizes at the, you know, I'm telling you, we had Mary J. Blige was booked to, to perform at the boule I mean, it was getting ready to be outrageous. And then COVID takes our entire year, our entire, our entire 100 years. So, of all the organizations, <laughs> COVID <laughs> takes off. You know, right? So it's bittersweet for me because you know, coming into 101, we're still battling this deadly disease. Well, this deadly virus. We're still battling um, the the stings of social injustice that we had to deal with, and we had to see you know, being historically black Greek organization um, being founded on a, a an, at an HBCU. Um, We still, all of that still, you know, it's, it's, it's one and the same. It still impacts, it impacts how we feel, it impacts who we are as a culture. So not only do we have to deal with a a deadly virus, but we also had to deal with the virus of racism, which is the reason why we created Greek organizations in the first place, because they wouldn't allow us to be in, you know, the ones that the white organizations. So 101 is is exciting, you know. But it's frustrating, because I'm sure we've lost a lot of people who were Greeks um, to coronavirus. And I'm just, you know, it's just bittersweet. We're excited, we're going to celebrate, but it's just bittersweet because we, we didn't get to celebrate our 100 like we wanted to. And then 101, we're still coming into the new year with racism and increased numbers in COVID, you know? So I would be lying to you if I said, oh. Because it's not, you know, we're going to be in our homes again. We're going to be, you know, celebrating on the internet. Now we're going to make it do what it do. And we're sure. going to we're gonna turn up at the house.
1: But let's get into your college journey. So tell us a little bit about your college journey, because I think it's something that our audience really needs to hear.
0: Um, well, I, I got a scholarship, a partial academic scholarship to Drake University out of high school. Um, and at the time, we did not have... Uh, zetas on, we didn't have a chapter. He had a grad chapter, which was new mu zeta. We didn't have an undergraduate chapter. The undergraduate chapter was epsilon nu. That was in Iowa State. And we were trying, they were trying to make it a charter chapter. Now, I'm a legacy. My sister's a zeta from Southern Uni- Illinois University in Edwardsville. So I grew up around sigmas and zetas my entire life. Also, the men in my family, though, are brothers of Kappa Alpha Psi. So Four of my cousins are Cap Alpha Psi, and then my sister is Zeta Phi Beta. Now all of my sisters are Zetas. Uh, The other two sisters I have were all Zetas. But um, so in my mind, I was going there. You know, I always want to be Greek. You know, I always want to pledge. You know, um, and I got accepted also to Hampton University, which was where I really wanted to go in the first place. But um, Drake University, because it is a, it's kind of like Ivy League private institution. They offer more money in financial aid. Um, so I, that was, that was the, my, to my knowledge, that was the best route, but I had I had more, you know what I'm saying, mentoring, yeah. I probably would have gone to Hampton. That's where I really wanted to go. It was either Hampton or Juilliard. And so I went to Drake University and um, uh, one of the, um, the elders, one of the older grad scholars wanted to create a um, undergraduate chapter, right? But you needed to have five. So they put five of us, um, you know, they, we, they gather five women. First I went to, but I went to informationals with Upsilon New, but then Upsilon New wanted to take me at um, Iowa State to take a, a couple girls at Iowa State, but they wouldn't let them. The grad chapter stepped in at Drake University and was like, New Museum was like, no, we're gonna create our own, you know, undergraduate chapter. So I was supposed to be the, the founder of the undergrad chapter, you know, one of the founders of an undergrad chapter at Drake University. So it was five of us to begin with, you know. It started out bad, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, New Zeta put us through, a, you know, in the intake process, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> along with some city zetas, okay. <laughs> so, if you, are you Greek, I'm not. Okay, well, the Greeks in the world know what I'm talking about, okay. They uh, do. They we do. went through the process, and. Um, Two, two, two did not make it, okay? Two, two did not make it. And so um, three was, um, three ended up going through the intake process. And so we had, because it wasn't five, we had to take on the name of new Museta. We had to take on the graduate name, but we were undergrads, okay? Um, so my line, uh, ZSLSTB, Uh, ZS, Lady Sings the Blues, um, we crossed spring 96 um, on Drake University. At Drake University, our process was uh, six weeks, two days, Mm. 55 minutes, okay. (laughs) Mm. I won't go into that. Um, But um, yes, so um, that was where I was created as far as Zeta Phi Beta is concerned. But then I transferred right after that to Illinois State University and I transferred officially into an undergrad chapter, which became my real home, which became my working chapter, which is Lambda Epsilon. Shout out to them! I love them. Um, and from there, that's where I practiced, you know, all of my, my Zeta duties. Um, I became basilis um, while I was there. And um, but when, I, as soon as I became basilis, I uh, of that chapter, Lambda Epsilon, I got a record deal. I got called to sign a record deal with Job Records. So I had to hand over my duties to the first anti, which was my granddaughter at the time, or actually not my granddaughter, my sister. She was, we both had the same mom, uh, pledge mom, but I had to give all my duties to Trina, which, is, um, which was the first anti, and then I dropped out of school. I dropped out of college to pursue my music career. Um, and that's pretty much the way it was. So I stayed active all the time. Uh, right now, I'm, a, a, I'm not a life member, but I am working towards being a life member. I dropped out of um, dropped out of Illinois State University, to be a recording artist. But then in 2015, I went back and finished up my degree. I switched my major to nutrition science, and I got my degree at um, Kaplan University online because after I had children, it was impossible for me to you know, and being a recording artist and kids, it was possible. It was not possible to go on a co- college campus. So I finished my degree online and I have a BS in Nutrition Science um, and that's that.
1: So I think it's just amazing that you uh, had that amazing journey and then you went back to get your degree and you made an Instagram post about it when you graduated. But I want you just to explain to the Pulse audience, like what made you go back to get your degree? Because I think that especially during this time of the coronavirus, the pandemic, that our audience needs to hear that. So what made you go back?
0: My sisters. Um, both of my sisters are Zetas. We are very close, but both of my sisters have doctorates and they're professors. They teach at colleges. So to me, it was like, girl, you know, you you gotta bridge the gap. You can at least have your bachelor's, you know what I'm saying? I'm not I don't know about no doctorate, you know. Um, but they they have doctorates, they have master's degrees, they have triple, triple bachelor's, you know. What I mean, like, I mean like double they have. Double bachelors, like they're very, 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 um, they're very, very smart and they're very, they're excelled in, you know, education, very excelled in education. And so I wanted to bridge the gap. And I didn't want to have spent all that money in student loans and financial aid and not been able to have something to show for. You know, when you go to, the, you go buy something at the store, you don't just leave, giving the money and then leave, leave the item at the store. So, you know, you want, I wanted to go back and I wanted to finish my degree and I changed my passion. My, my passion had become so, um, I was so invested, invested in, uh, nutrition and health, nutrition and fitness that I felt like, you know, this is what I really should have probably, you know, started out as in college, you know, but when you, when I was, when coming up in my day, they would have, like, I had, I was recruited because I was, a uh, a student, I was like an honor student, I had all honors classes. I graduated 3.9 um, GPA. So they recruited me from Drake University. And, and those were the only people that came to the school, the high school, which was an inner city school. You know, we didn't have much of that anyway. But they came and recruited me at the school. So to me, I was like, oh well, you know, black people at that point in time, you know, school coming to recruit you, the private school, you know, great education. It was like one of the top law schools, it was division one. Top law schools in the country, you know, Drake University they had their own library and everything, you know, um, in Des Moines, Iowa. But I, I, I majored in psychology and minored in theater first. But then I got, I under, that was boring to me. So then I switched it to music because I was like, what well, is easy? But had I had a real, um, a real advisor, you know what I'm saying? I would have been able to really understand what I'm really and truly passionate about. I've been working out and into fitness and health and education, health education since I'm a child, right alongside music, you know, working out and, and, and you know, my dad had gardens in the backyard, you know, so we were into health and fitness at a very young age. So um, I should have gone into health and fitness and just did that in the beginning. I probably would be a doctor by now, you know, cause I wanted to be a doctor when I was younger, when I was a kid. Um, so yeah I mean I went back because of my sisters
1: so let's just hop into like what I really want to talk about All Falls Down which is how I was introduced to you so how did that come about and it's a line that rings true to me like um, Kanye said at the end Selena you're like a safety belt you saved my life I thought there's a deeper story so how did All Falls Down come about
0: so I was recording chapter 3 in LA and Kanye is from Chicago. We decided to work together for chapter three. He was he was creating a song. I was, I was working on uh, a song called Bullseye, which is on my third album. It's myself, Kanye and uh, Common. And uh, while I was working on that record in one room, Kanye was working on finishing up the um, college dropout in another room so you know in this particular studio is different rooms right and so while I'm doing that he's he's got deadlines because apparently the album was up to the deadline you know so I'm in the studio it's like five six o'clock in the morning we're getting ready to leave and he's like I'm writing my own record he's coming in and out okay I'm doing this doing that I think he was working on get him high he was working on get him high and um he was mixing Working on me and mixing, mixing and fishing up. Yeah. So he comes, he's like, Selena, you know, I got this record. You know, I I need a singer on. I've been trying different singers and they ain't been working. Um, he was like, man, it's just, you know, can, can you come take a listen and see, you know, see if you could do it? So I was like, okay, cool. You know, it's it's early, but it's late. You know, in the studio time, it's late, but for us, it's early. I mean, because we stay in this, you know, at this at this stage in my life, I'm in my late 20s. I'm like, this is all we do is stay in the studio all day anyway. So we go next door and he plays a record and it has Lawn Hill, Mystery of Iniquity sample. I'm telling you all, you know that, it all falls down, you know, and that was like the little piece in there that he had. So um, I go in the booth, he's like, well, this is all you have to do. You have to sing this part. I'm telling you all, it all falls down. You know, just going there. So I'm singing it over and over and over again. And I'm singing it just like her because I'm thinking in my mind, he wants the Lauren Hill sound. You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to duplicate exactly what she's doing, which is easy for me because we have the same tone. So I'm trying to duplicate, you know, the same kind of concept and it's working. So then he stops and he's like, man, can you, can you do what you do? You know, do what Selena do, do what you want to do. Like mix it up some. Because if you do it exactly like it, you have to pay for it a certain kind of way. It can't be copyright control. It's a sample. Copyright control means if, if I sing a whole record exactly like another artist, copyright control. I won't have to worry about trying to get a sample or clearance or any of that because I just duplicate the whole. So they're going to get their same publicity. Same publicity. I mean, not publicity, same publishing, same writers, same all of that, right? But if you sample a piece of a record, you take a piece of it, you have to pay for that. So, and if you take it, and if you even if you sing it the same way, it's still taking a piece of it. So, if you switch it up, they have like librarians and everything, and lawyers on, on you know, on standby where they keep sending it and sending it to them to, to run it through a system to see if it's going to be, um, if you have to pay for it, if it's too close, if it's, you know, if it's far enough. So, that's where the I'm telling you, I love it, I doing those different. Oh, and putting the voices and stacking it and all of that so I did all of those things um, to make it different Um, and then I was just I sang it did all that and and everybody was just looking it was just him and this other guy his A&I and it was like okay thank you very much Selena and I was like all right well y'all let me know what y'all want to do good night it's like six o'clock in the morning so I get to my hotel room and it's four hours later they want to call me at 10 a.m. And I didn't just got into being the seven. Um, but they called me with, I mean, which is probably one of the best calls, you know, of history, I guess, of, of some of my career history. And they were like, well, well, the single's coming out next week and <laughs> we're going to shoot the video. And this, and it wasn't even like, hey, do you want to do it? And was just like, all right, thank you very much. The single is coming out next week. We want to go first and this, then and the third. And like a week later, I'm driving in my car and here comes the song on the radio and wow. I, oh okay and then it was hey we need you to come shoot the video and people don't know I was actually in the video I was the um I was the lady at the desk remember when station dash came in cuz he didn't want the video to be like your your average hey I'm doing the hook and you doing the this so I was at the front desk giving the tickets Common was at the gate and um uh, I was supposed to come back at the gate but I didn't know I was supposed to come back, so I thought I was wrapped. And I left early. He was like, You supposed to come back and be the ticket lady at the gate. You know how when you be in the airport, the, the lady be at the check-in and then you see a lady at the gate. So I was supposed to be at the gate, but uh, I, I didn't know I was, that I thought I was wrapped. Um, because the the so did the the producer, the man doing the video thought I was wrapped too, because apparently Kanye wasn't telling him what he was supposed to be telling him when he was when he was supposed to be telling. Him. But um yeah, so that's how it falls down happened and then um, after that. Kanye took me on everything with him. We went overseas. We went on all the, the David Letterman's, the Jay Leno's. We performed everywhere doing the show. And it was myself, him. He would take me, Ben Marie, and John Legend. And so it was me, John, and, and Ben Marie, and Kanye in every show.
1: Just doing all balls down. Wow, so you went on tour with him. And that, and I feel like that really just was such a game-changing moment. So. Outside of just the tour and going on tour with Kanye at that point after the song came out, how did like that song change your career?
0: Um, It changed my career because it made my stock go up. So, you know, any other hook I did after that, I could charge a pretty penny because of it being such a massive, massive record. It also um, brought more eyes to me, obviously, more credibility. Um, I have, uh, if you look at, if you go down the discography of chapter three, you'll see so many major artists on that album because after that record came out, it was like, yo, because my my album hadn't come out yet. You know, my album was, I was still creating it. After that, I had all these producers wanting to work with me on that album because in their mind, oh, she got, she getting ready to blow up. You see what I'm saying? She getting ready to do her thing. And so uh, that's when it was Jermaine Dupri and, you know, all these different, you know, artists were on this album, I was blessed to be able to work with, Um, and it just, you know, still to this day, I get checks from All Falls Down, you know, that's what public, that's what, and that's because of sound exchange and streaming um, artists fighting for royalties for the internet, you know, so, like, if you, if you hear our songs on the internet now, you have to pay us, we get money for that, we have streaming companies that pay us for that, when, back in the day, when it first started out, remember LimeWire, and, Napster and all that, they were just playing our stuff and downloading our stuff for free and we weren't getting paid for it. So um, because of these new streaming companies and us fighting you know, you know, the laws um, we're able to get paid now for our music being played on the internet. especially when now that's the primary way you even hear music.
1: Wow. So I want to ask you this then. So, you know, of course, you are a Zeta woman and you crossed April 20 of 1996 at Drake University. So (laughs) so how did being a Zeta woman help you as far as networking within the music and media industry? Because of course you have your singing career and also you have sister circle. So did being a Zeta woman help you as far as that networking aspect?
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, being Greek helps you as far as networking anywhere in this world. You know what I'm saying? Um, being Greek is, you know, it is a huge networking opportunity. It's a huge, um, I mean, there's so many different opportunities that I was, that have been allotted to me because I'm a Zeta, you know what I'm saying? I've made money even being a Zeta bookings. So many of my sorors book me for shows and regional conferences and, and different things, you know? Um, I would not have been able to have that that opportunity had I not been Greek, you see what I'm saying? Um, and then just being able to, you um, uh, Connect with people on other on other levels. Connect with other professionals, um, as well as being uh, able to connect with and make money with um, my brothers. Phi Beta Sigma um, are the constitutionally bound, the only organization that has a constitutionally bound uh, a brother fraternity. Uh, is Zeta Phi Beta? It's really Zeta Phi Beta Sigma. That's the full name. That's our full name. Um, we are we are true brothers and sisters. We share the same the same colors. Um, so for, for me, it has been excellent to be able to connect, um, on both levels and, and, and not just that being Greek alone, you know, so many of my Delta Sigma Theta sisters are such close friends. And, you know, I was also the vice president of MPHC when I was, um, uh, at Illinois State University. Um, and what was so ironic is it was almost like I was meant to be there with that chapter because. The chapter that I uh, transferred into, they crossed April twenty first, spring twenty twenty. The line that just crossed, um, the 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 intake that had just happened, uh, just happened April twenty first, nineteen ninety six, um, and it was five of them. It was five of them, and it was uh, three of us. So um, it was just like, it was just like meant to be. But anyway, um, still to this day. Um, I, I still connect with, and let me tell you, there have been times where I have had, I've had some very hard times in my life and I have been able to call my pledge father and my sorors and my pledge mother, and you know my, my ships and things of that nature and been able to, they come through. Like when you do something on the shield, you, there's no choice, you have, to, you have to do it. That's another thing that I love about the Greek organization, the loyalty you know, the loyalty, if someone is homeless and they're Greek, you have to help them. You know, if if my brother is, if my if a brother Phi Beta Sigma is without and we need to help him, he's homeless, it's an obligation to make sure he's he's okay. That's what Greek organizations are, well, African-American Greek organizations are built on, building each other up, utilizing each other as resource. You know what I'm saying? Because, and, and if you think about it, it is actually one of the most, it is, is, is probably the most important thing that we as black people should be adapting. And in college to, be, to, have, to have had that be created because we were shut out of other things, that, like what I'm trying to say is here in America without being Greek or anything, we're just now realizing, well, you your generation is just now understanding how important it is to connect and push each other buying black, organizing black, um, uh, integrating uh, within your said, you know, uh, integrating within ourselves, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, uh, Putting ourselves first, putting each other first, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Under trying to get uh, more engaged in our history, dating back to Africa, you know what I'm saying? Connecting with the motherland, you know what I'm saying? So that back then, that was the norm. We had to do that because nobody wanted to be with us because they were prejudiced, they were racist against us. So we didn't have a choice, but to you know, connect and collaborate with each other. We didn't have a choice because nobody else wanted to work with us or be with us anyway. You know what I'm saying? So within the Greek organization, if you think about what it was founded on and why it was founded is so important um, because the basis was to create our own to create our own. And that now is the basis that we're just now coming to realize watching all this stuff happening in our world, understanding that racism is still very much alive and well and brewing and worse than ever. You know what I'm saying? It's it's worse because it's hidden. You know what I'm saying? And understanding how, how urgent it is that we have to connect and integrate within our own culture. And I don't think that we can really you know, navigate in this, in America, at least, um, properly until we take care of ourselves. You know, it's like the whole the whole saying, I can't take care of my kids if I'm a mother unless I take care of me first. It's the same concept with our people. You have to be able to take care of and love your own self and culture, which is starting off with looking yourself in the mirror every day and, and loving what you see and then loving the next person next to you and, and what you see in them as well making reservations and giving grace to your brother and sister. And then you can go into the world and act
1: right. Right. And I, I think that's powerful. And I think that this is a great segue. So you have a lot of your undergraduate sorors that are starting their semester in a few days, or they already have started it. And it's a pandemic It's so much craziness going on in Washington. There's so much just to deal with as they approach this Founders Day. So what is your message to your undergraduate sisters as we start this year?
0: um first of all wear a mask social distance don't play with this 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 virus i don't care what you think i don't care what what your beliefs are um and if you you don't agree and you want to party and be stupid and be out there partying being dumb and stuff you, you got plenty of time to party in your life trust me you want to make it to that time to party so wear a mask and social distance follow the guidelines of of, of what has been um, told to us as far, in, as far as COVID is concerned. That's first and foremost, because if we don't do that, there's no purpose of even talking about what you need to do. And you know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna even, <laughs> you ain't gonna be okay. And here's the thing: maybe you don't care that you get it, but you should. You should care that you could give it to others. So wear your mask and protect yourself so that you can protect others. At least care about others. If you don't care about yourself. Care about others. That's first and foremost. Um, Number two for my sorority, keep that mindset. Keep that same energy of Centennial 100 because uh, it was stolen from us. You know, that year was, that, that energy was stolen from us and there's nothing that says that we can't continue to celebrate it. There's nothing that says that we can't continue. It's like having a birthday and you'd be like, this is my birthday month. <laughs> what well, is our birth? This is our birthday next five years because clearly... It was stolen from us. So we got to make it up, you know? So I would say to my soror, still be proud, um, still celebrate as much as you can. And, um, you know, be optimistic. It's very easy to be pessimistic coming into 2021 because of how it started. It's almost starting like a fool, starting out the gate already. Like, already. Like this morning, uh, a friend of mine passed away. Like, Like, right before I got on with you. I just found out a friend of mine passed away. While that's going on, I'm talking to my other girlfriend. She found out her sister's husband may have COVID. So it's it's just, it's a lot. Friends of mine, close friends of mine, um, you guys probably have heard that Claudia Jordan um, was diagnosed with uh, COVID-19 as well. She's fine. She's better. Um, she talked about it on, on Cocktails with the Queens last week, but she's fine and better. You know what I'm saying? But these are people that are my friends that are close to me that, you know, all automatically. And let's not even get into the Capitol because we'll be here all day. I just hope that they do imp, uh, impeach Trump and get, get him out of here because I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing his name. I'm sick of everything about him because um, he really botched the whole 2020. He, botched, he actually botched his whole pres, presidency. So I would just tell them to be optimistic. Um, it may, think of it this way. 2020 started off lit. And then it was like, uh-uh, <laughs> God was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got a trick for you, right? So 2020 2021 could be the opposite, where it starts off bogus, but then it end up lit. You know what I'm saying? So you got to stay optimistic. got to stay
1: optimistic. I definitely think that this whole interview is going to be something that people look at, and it's going to inspire them, not just, you know, the Zeta women that are in the undergraduate chapters around the world, but also just the HBCU community. So I just want to say thank you so much for doing this interview. And just one last question. We want to support you and everything you're doing. So where can we find you and what do you have coming up?
0: Oh my goodness. You can find me on my Instagram is Selena Johnson. My Facebook page is Selena Johnson official. Um, Twitter is under Selena underscore Johnson. Um, and please, you can find me on Foxo. That's my family, Foxo. Today is our one year anniversary. Uh, we're one years old. Um, I came into the Foxo family in April. So I've been with Foxo for, for nine, of those, nine months of that one year. So I do feel like I am um, part of the family. Um, I would say watch Cocktails with the Queen and actually watch Foxo. Because Fox Soul is now the hub for Black content. Just go to Fox Soul and look at all the shows on YouTube. It's on Tubi. It's on Roku. It's on Who? You know, it's all, it's on all of the all, all streaming platforms. Uh, and, and Cocktails with the Queens is 9 p.m. Eastern every Monday night. Also, right before Cocktails with the Queens, I have music Mondays with all types of music um, entertainers and people in the industry. Music Mondays is super duper lit. We have a DJ. It's popping. Also on FOXO, my four part documentary, the first two parts of Making of a Woman is out and please go go see that, that's dope. Real, real, real dope documentary. It's about um, my time, my who, I, how I am as a woman on the road and the different challenges we face. And it's just very, very dope um, as an entertainer. And the album Woman is out right now that goes along with Making of a Woman and Making of a Woman Deluxe album is coming out this year. Also my Unsung is coming out this year on TV One. So be on the lookout for that as well. Um, And you can get a hard copy of my CD if you go to my website, which is www.selenamusic.com an autographed copy, you can get an autographed copy of the CD. And for anything else, just go to my website, um, selenamusic.com and my Instagram page is all things Selena. Constantly moving, constantly working, that's what I do. Um, And I'm sure some Zayda things will be coming up as well. Some, some things, uh, some collaborations with my soror. So just be on the lookout for everything that I'm doing. Our our founders is coming. If anybody know me, (laughs) they know I get it popping for founders. So be on the lookout for a video because I'm going to turn up um, because I can't turn up in real life. But I'm going to turn up in my house in the hallway and uh, I'm going to post it. So
1: most definitely, and we love to see the growth, we love to see the progression. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Listen to the random Art experience, HBCU Pulse Radio.
0: You're locked in too. too Listen up. Okay. HBCU Pulse, the number one outlet for HBCU, HBCU students. students.